Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside the box, and mode photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. We are super pumped today to be talking with Janelle Payton. Janelle, hi. Hi. So Did good I to just be here. really butcher your name? <laughs> you know, it's, I'm not it's, even going to pretend like I said that correctly because I did not. <laughs> so many people actually hesitate on my name, but it's spelled, it's said exactly how it's spelled. Janelle Payton. So you did it right. Janelle, Jan- Janelle Payton. I've been saying it right all day and then I had to say it like out loud and I'm like, wait a second. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. So I did get a little nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but in any case, we're so excited that you're here with us today. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, awesome. And okay, so I feel like I say this every podcast, but I had to narrow my scope of focus of what we wanted to chat with you about today because I feel there's so many directions that we could go. Melissa messaged me this morning. She's like, okay, Meg, where are we going with this today? What are we going to ask Janelle or talk about? And I said, her awesomeness. Oh, Oh, gosh, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think I like to give a little bit of kind of, I think sometimes like backstory of, because sometimes I, I, you know, obviously we've, I've only met at this point one person that we've done a podcast with and that was Kristen Ryan and I only met her a couple months ago because I happened to be in Oklahoma. That's um, not true. You met Tara as well. Oh, that's true. I did meet Tara. That's right. Um, before we podcasted with her, we met her, but um I, I like sometimes to give a little bit of like, perspective if I have like a pre-existing like some kind of connection with the people that were podcasting because I think that helps. Sometimes I've never met these people before and I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> like, sure, sure. You have no idea who I am. Um, <laughs> so I think I was first introduced to you and your work in the P52 Radness group. Sure, um, yep. And so that has kind of been my introduction to you. And you are so incredibly supportive, (laughs) like just in that community, in that group, um, which we spent a lot of time talking about um, with Leanna Azzalini, the last um, podcast that we did. But I just remember specifically like being super intimidated to post pictures in there. And then I feel like almost every single time I posted an image, like you commented in some capacity and it was just so incredibly supportive and uplifting and reassuring to to get that kind of feedback and that that just that 
feeling of like, okay, like <laughs> this is a really, like this is a safe space. It's a safe group to be in. So I just wanted to kind of, I guess maybe to say thank you for kind of providing that. I know for myself and for so many other people that are in not just that group, but the deer photographer kind of group and, and community as a whole. And I'm sure I would imagine it probably extends to, you know, to your client work as well. But so I just wanted to say that because I really appreciated that. Well, thanks. I think it's so important to support each other, especially as women. You know, I mean, you if you get on the Internet, there's all this women bashing, right? There's, yeah, you know, like, oh, I'm better than her. I'm skinnier than her. I'm more pretty than her. I'm this or I'm this or I'm this. Or I, maybe I'm not as good. Maybe I'm not as pretty. Maybe I'm not, you know, so it's self bashing yeah. as well. And I'm that's a huge thing that I'm pro is, you know, pro supportive of yourself, you know, be. Be confident in yourself, be confident in other people, and be confident enough to tell someone else, like, hey, you're beautiful. Hey, you do a great job. Hey, I admire you. Hey, I, you know, want to support you in your mission for whatever it is, because there's just not enough of that out there. And there isn't. I, I, lo- I love women. I love supporting them and encouraging them to feel beautiful in their skin and to feel confident in their work and to keep growing because I also notice that women get into this um, comfort zone, and I'm not a comfort zone mm-hmm. kind of person. <laughs> I'll, be the f- <laughs> I'll be the first person to push you out of your comfort zone, and yeah. I don't always get friends that way. But um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think people get too comfortable in what they're doing or too um, self conscious about what they're doing that they don't want to take mm-hmm. that risk of the next step. And I think that's where that P52 Radness group really um, shines is that it really allows this space for women to push, to extend, to try, to experiment. And I think that's so valuable. Absolutely. No, and I completely agree because there is this, um, you know, this kind of pervasiveness of trying to one up each other or or just trying to cut people people down. And I've never completely understood that because it's like, we're all in the same season of life and Mm -hmm. you know and we're having parallel experiences or similar experiences and or at least there's there's got to be somebody you know out there that relates to what I'm going through so why are we not taking the time to support and lift each other up instead of you know passing judgment on other people absolutely I completely agree so you do an amazing job with that and so that was kind of my first introduction to you know, to you was through that group. Um, and so there's a couple of things I, I wanted to kind of branch out on, um, cause I do want to take some time to talk to you kind of about your, your client work, your, your personal work. Um, but I wanted to take just a couple of minutes because I know I am completely intrigued, um, because you are the editor in chief of the Deer Photographer magazine. And so I'm just wondering if you can give us a little bit of a glimpse of that feels to me like an unbelievably, unbelievably overwhelming job. <laughs> like to to be like when I when I you know I think can't even remember now how many it was like with over twenty thousand submissions I think for the last the last run of the magazine at least like yep I, that is a lot I, it I, was just it was boggles my mind and so I'm just curious if you could just walk us through a little bit kind of what that has been like for you um, and kind of what that that process looks like in terms of putting these publications together because they're so incredible. Like to hold them in your hand is 
like they're they're like art books. They're not. Oh. They don't feel like <laughs> magazines to me. And I'm so excited. I just bought my copy, so I can't wait I to know. get it. I was gonna say it makes my heart so happy to hear you describe it that way. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what I've always wanted. That's, you know, this is technically a magazine because you have to classify right. it as something. Um, mm-hmm. But it's too frequent to call it a book. But it is more of like an art. I, I call it an art gallery in print because that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. not It's not just a magazine that you throw away. It's not something that, you know, you look at and you grab the coupon out of it and you move along. It's just, it is what it is. It's eye candy. It's inspiration. It's in your hands and you know, displays all these different artists from all over the world and you can gain whatever you want from it, you know? And my, my goal with the magazine, actually, let's, let's go back a little bit was, you know, Adri and I met, um, I guess a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, and she was talking to me about this magazine that she wanted to start. And, but Adri has so much on her plate. She is just a go-getter. She's an entrepreneur. She is, and for those who don't know, Adri De La Cruz, she's the um, owner yes. of she's Dear Photographer. Yeah. She very much is. Um, and she has 100 ideas in her head at any given time. And she's just an idea person. Well, she comes up with I this magazine. This is why we all get along so <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I know someone like that. She's on the other mic. <laughs> um, but, it's, but you have to have someone on the other side that says, okay, let's rein in some of these ideas and run with them, um, which seems like you yeah. guys have that dynamic. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I said, well, how about I just run with the magazine? We'll try out you know, a format that I have in my mind. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we both embrace the fact that it might fail. And because it was so different mm. from any other photography magazine out there. Yeah. And we were just like, let's just do it. And if it fails, it fails. And who cares? Um, but it hasn't failed. <laughs> and no, it hasn't. It keeps, it keeps increasing in you know, exposure and increasing in, you know, everyone's inspired by it. And it just really fills our hearts every time. And this last issue, we got 20,000 submissions, which just like, they just kept coming in. And I I just kept going, oh my gosh, I have to go through all these. Um, Right, exactly. (laughs) Did you go through them by yourself? Yeah, I I handle everything with the magazine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Um, insane. Eventually, we'll get some interns to like start to go through them. But it is such a it it takes a decisive mind. I have a very artsy side of myself, but I have a very decisive type A type A side as well. And so the process is, you know, submission comes in, I go through those images. And if any one of them makes me stop, it goes on to the next round. If it doesn't make me stop, I'm just like, oh, that's pretty. You know, I move along. It doesn't go on to the next round. So then the next round comes along and I'm going through those again. And if it makes me stop a second time, it goes on to the next round. And then in that third round, I print them all out and I lay them on my floor, which if you've ever seen behind the scenes, you know, pictures or videos, um, I genuinely (laughs) do. I lay them out on the ground. I print out however many 500 or whatever it is, um, images that have made it to that round. And I walk around them and I look at them just as if I were in an art gallery And I see, like, which ones of these stop me and make me, like, look at them more? Which ones, you know, tell me a story? Which ones intrigue me to, like, wonder more about it? Um, Mm. Which ones, you know, nod at the subject of the next one? Because in an art gallery, they're cohesive. They're not similar, but they're cohesive in some way. Mm -hmm. 
And that's how the magazine's set up is I might have this really incredible image that I want to put in the magazine, but if it doesn't go with the rest in some capacity, it just, it can't go in. Um, so it's not that, and this is what I tell people all the time, if you don't get in, it's not that your image isn't good enough. It just might not have worked for that particular issue. Um, right. But it takes a lot of deciding. It takes a lot of, you know, trusting your gut and um, understanding that some people will be upset with you. Um, yeah. And that gets less and less, I found. Like the first couple of issues, we had people upset that they didn't get in, and I got some pretty strongly worded emails. But um, oh, no. really? <laughs> That's but so fascinating that's a, to me. I know, that's it's ballsy. But really after, ballsy. But after that, you know, after I never that, do it. <laughs> yeah, right. After that, people have really just accepted the concept. I think at first it's yeah. kind of a shock of like, wait a second. So you're basically like creating this. I never want to call it a contest, but people like to consider it that. But, you know, you're creating this contest and you get to be the only judge. It's like, well, there's a certain mindset that I'm trying to create here. And I think finally, now that we're at, you know, issue number four, so we've been a year into it, um, mm-hmm. people have accepted it and loved it. And the feedback is just, just so amazing now. And it, it really makes me cry every time, like someone posts like a, look, I got my magazine and I love it. And my husband's always looking at me like, oh, did someone post about it again? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're so in tune with what's going on in our lives. Know, yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm I'm holding I'm holding in my hand right now this this September issue from last year. So the September 17 issue because um, it happened to be on my desk. Um, and I like I just if you are listening to this and you have not purchased a copy, I know they're still pre-sale, but only till when. Well, no, the pre-sale's over, so it's on regular sale. It's over, sale. that's right. It's done. Yeah, we yeah. have, um, I think we have like 58 copies left, and when they're sold out, they're sold out. They're sold Beca- out, right. Yep, because we have to buy them ahead of time. We have a distributor now, which is amazing, so I don't have to do that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to buy them up front, so we have to kind of guess how many people are going to want. And then um, you guys obviously buy them, and then if we have any left over, then we're stuck with them. So we have to kind of figure out, you know, how many do we buy? Well, the first time around, we significantly undershot the amount of, you know, <laughs> the amount that people wanted. And so we've increased how many we buy each time. And I think we're still under, <laughs> under buying at this point. But next time we'll get a little riskier and um, buy yeah. extra. But these things sell like crazy. I mean, it really, it blows us away how many people like want this thing and love this thing. And um Oh, well, it we're just, just so happy like, just it. the phys- the physicality of it is what I wanted to just touch on for a second, and then we're going to switch gears here, because I do want, I have a bunch of questions for you about kind of your personal work, but it's just, like, the tangible nature of it, like, the pages are, are thick and just feel so good on your fingers, like, it's just, and I don't know, I, and I, like, so I bought the copy in September of last year, just because I was like, this is amazing, I want to get, you know, I want to get my hands on this, and then I was fortunate enough to be um, to be published in the next two issues. Um, and so I hoarded a couple of copies because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get one. And then actually the, in the, not this, so the, the last, 
um, the details issue um, was actually a client um, photo of mine that got published. And so I, I bought a copy for my client that I had taken the picture for. So I gave it to her so she could have it. Um, but they're just like, it's such a work of art and oh, it's so amazing. And I cannot, like, I'm just astounded that you do all of it on your own. Every time there's like a submission, <laughs> I like say a little prayer for Janelle. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> please let her be able to get through this process. (laughs) I love it. You know, I, in some ways it's one of those like, um, bittersweet kind of things. You know, I, it's a lot of work. It's very time consuming, but it's like Christmas morning. You know, I get to be the lucky one that I get to see all, I get to see 20,000 pictures. You know, you guys don't get to see that stuff. And I get to get inspiration from all 20,000. You guys get to get inspiration from about 200. So I, I consider myself really lucky to be able to have that honor of seeing all that artwork and for people to trust us with that and for people to say like, hey, I really want you to see this um, and to judge this and to decide on, you know, this. I mean, it's it's a true honor. Um, and so if it does, it feels like Christmas morning. And then on the flip side, once it gets printed and everyone's starting to post about it, that's like Christmas morning every time. I'm like, ooh, I can't yeah. wait for you to open it, you know, like open it and tell me what you think yep. and hopefully it's good. But um, yeah, about the paper. Yeah, that's actually, that was a big part of it was Adrian and I were deciding, you know, do we make it digital or do we make it print? And I was stuck on the fact that I wanted it print. And she's like, well, but mm-hmm. I don't know. People like digital. And she's so right. People do love it and people have begged for sure. it. But I'm kind of, um, how can I describe it? A little bossy in the sense that I think it's so valuable to hold your work. It's so valuable to see it in your hands and people devalue that these days. And so we, we said, okay, we're not going to make nearly as much money, which we don't, we barely make anything because of the way that we've gone about this, but we're doing it more for the support of artists versus like, you know, money for us, but we could make significantly more money doing it digitally, but it loses that bit of like tangibility, you know, I mean, there's a value to that that people undervalue and we're super supportive of it. So we've just, we've decided, you know, we know that people will be upset that we won't have digital, but that's just what we're sticking with. So it is what it is. Well, and I, think, I like that it's different because yeah. I feel like print is becoming more obsolete, you know, as the years go by and we're doing everything online that I think it's important to still have the print versions and not just everything online. I think, Janelle, what you said, too, about, you know, it's so valuable to see your work in print. And it's so true um, because I know for myself, like, I just got images, like, my own work printed of my of my children, of my family to put up in my home. And it's, like, the first time in my professional kind of journeys of photographer that I've done that. And they came in the mail and it, it was emotional because mm-hmm. it's like, this is like, this is my work and it's here and it's going to be up in my house in the same way. Like I always encourage my, you know, I'm always pushing my clients to, to print, to print, to print, to print, to print. Right. I'm a very much like do as I say, not as I do type of person. Yeah. I'm like, you walk into my house and there are just empty walls everywhere. Yep. Um, but th- that is one of the things that I, I really value about this, about the Dear Photographer magazine is because it. And I think why it has that different kind of feel to it, because like this is it. There's something about like there's limited copies and availability and it's not available digitally. And 
that I think just enhances that feel of it being more than a magazine. And so I really applaud that you guys have chosen to go that route um, because I think it does start to put a focus back on why are we doing this in the first place? Exactly. And that is to create these memories and, and to, you know, and to have a lasting impression. And the tangible magazine is just, for me, that much more valuable. So I think that's an awesome way to go about it. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) Okay. So, oh my gosh, so much more I want to talk to you about. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about this. One of the things that our, our kind of viewers and listeners and readers will get to see in a little bit is, is your, your mini lesson. And so (laughs) one of the things that you talk about in there is this aspect of letting go. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to kind of hear how you have kind of gotten to that space and that place of, of, of shooting that way. Um, and if that informs your personal work and if it also informs your client work and how you kind of embrace that philosophy of letting go um, in your work as a photographer. Yeah, I think, you know, my degree is in psychology and I had to write a senior thesis, which was like 240 something pages long. And the Whoa. subject, <laughs> yeah, um, the subject that I chose was letting go, um, mm. you know, because I think that's such a subject that we're scared to do, you know, especially as women, especially as parents, especially as, you know, just individuals um, in a schedule, things like that. We're like, we got to stick to this. This is the way I have to be. This is the way that, you know, people will classify me and I got to stick to that. If I go outside that, people will think I'm weird or people will not... Um, like me or people will stop having interest in what I do Um, and I just don't believe that I think that's those people that are on those outliers that's who interests me Um, that's the people if I'm at a party if they're over in the corner that's who I'm going to because they're the ones who Mm. aren't in your face with information they're not the people who are um, predictable they're not the people who you're like oh yeah yeah I get you I get you I want the people that I think I don't understand you and I want to, I want to try to dig in. And so I wrote this, I wrote my thesis about letting go and I interviewed various different women in situations in life. And I had, you know, a mom who was letting her son go into surgery and trying to like let go and decide like, okay, that doctor will be able to care for that child. And um, I interviewed another one who was letting her child go to college, you know, things like that. And so when it, when you bring it into photography, you know, we have these rules that we've been taught, you know, if you've taken any course, you get, you know, what are your settings? What are your, what's your light? What's your composition? What's your, you know, what are the, where, how are the lines doing? What's this? And I think often artists get stuck in those rules and they think, oh, I'm going to throw that image away because it doesn't follow the rules. And Mm. those are the ones that I want to go dig through your trash can and say like, no, give that back to me. Like, I want that picture. I want to see (laughs) it. Yes, those are the ones I love the most. Yeah, because that's you letting go. That's you just creating to create, not creating to present, you know. And yeah, it's not about perfection. And sure, there's artists out there who have an incredibly beautiful portfolio that is perfect and lovely and predictable and wonderful. But that's not the stuff that draws me in. Um, and so that's not how I've created my portfolio and it does take a bit when it comes to client work to get clients on board with that concept. Um, (laughs) you know, I think, I think they have this thought in their mind of Pinterest and these perfect poses and this perfect photo shoot and this 
you know, everything is perfect, 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 because that's how they want to remember their life. That's how they want to remember, you know, their children and everything. But after a few years of doing it the way that I do it, you know, clients have said, oh, I love that picture of the daughter pulling on my hair. Like that's, it's so her. Or I love the picture of my son rolling his eyes because it's so him. And had I pushed you to just take the smiley picture, I would have forgotten how big of a part of our lives he was in that sense. Like he would make us laugh by rolling his eyes or, um, and people, I guess it's undervaluing, you know, they undervalue those, those throwaway moments because they think they're throwaway, but really that's the stuff that you pull out and you're like, Oh, this is what I forgot. Um, so yeah, it does, it takes time for sure to get clients to be on board with it. But once you get someone what I usually do is if I have a new client, which I don't really do new clients much anymore, I have enough like repeat clients that I'm not taking very many new ones. But mm-hmm. once I've had them, I say, okay, we'll do the shoot your way the first time, but the second time yeah. is my way. <laughs> and they're always on board with that. You know, if they come back to me, they know what they're getting themselves into. And right. then we never take a step back. You know, they get that, that next session. They're like, okay, I get it. In my head, I couldn't figure it out. But now I see it and now I get it. Um, yeah, right, I, I mean, think that concept of like in the moment sometimes is is hard for uh, non-photographers to understand, right? So they're like, oh, so like you're just going to get all these like random pictures of my kids just doing weird stuff that mm-hmm. isn't like what I had in mind for, you know, this, this photo shoot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's so true. Like once they've seen it, then they come because I know I've had the same experience with my clients too that when I made the transition from kind of what I would say is kind of traditional portrait photography to lifestyle and really now even leaning more toward documentary um you know I've had clients that started with me at the very beginning who have graciously followed me on this journey (laughs) so I've kind of figured out what the heck I'm doing and um, you know, and they'll tell me like, you know, those pictures of, of all of us, you know, looking at the camera, those were great. And I love those, but these ones, these ones that you're doing mm-hmm. now where it's all about the connection and the emotion and, you know, that, that, as you were just saying, like the, the sideward glance that my child always gives to somebody mm-hmm. new they've never met before. Like those are the ones that actually mean more to me than those other really lovely ones where everyone's, you know, smiling and looking at the camera. And, um, and that's why I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you I th- understand. Yeah, and I think to a certain extent, like with most things, you have to be okay with people not liking it, you know. And I think that's right. the hardest. That's the hardest step to take. Um, but I think one day you just wake up as a photographer if you want to, you know, move on to the next step and say, I don't care anymore. Like I don't care what people think anymore. And I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. It's just like the magazine. You know, like, let's just throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> if people like it, great. If they don't, then we knew it wasn't worth it, you know. But, yeah. um, and that's that letting go. That's that, like, I'm going to create for me. I'm going to create what, as an artist, if that's what I'm going to call myself, then I'm not just a tripod. I'm now an artist. I'm going to start actually creating, not just, you know, being a tripod and capturing. And they're two totally different concepts. But it's that letting go you have to do. I think that's how I felt when I found freelancing last year. That was like the aha moment where I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I don't care if anyone else likes it. I don't care if, you know, if I don't get clients from it. But if 
clients want to hire me, then this is what you're getting. Like, you're not going to get this smiling, posy stuff because that's not me. I don't like doing it and I don't want to do it. So if you, if you love this, you know, or if you want me to be your photographer, this is what you're going to get. Yep. You're going to get free lens with a good mix of not free lens, but they're mostly going to be candid and I'm going to capture the moment and not just pretty smiling faces. Yeah. And I think, it. like I said, you have to accept the fact that some people will be like, okay, that's not for me then. And it hurts, honestly, you know, the first couple clients that were like, whoa, 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 I see this change in your work and I'm not okay with it. Like what happened? And I'm like, well, this is, this is me. This is what you get. If this is what you want, this is what you get. And yeah. to have people say like, I don't like it. It's not, that's not what I thought you were about. Like, well, you're wrong. So this is, this is where I'm at now. And you can follow me along as an artist. I'm going to evolve and change and things like that. And if I stick, if I'm stuck, then I'm never going to grow. You know, if I don't try new things, I'll never grow as an artist. And right. I mean, that happened once or twice where a client was like, I don't, I'm not real crazy about this. Like, well, there's plenty of other photographers out there that do different things. You know, feel free to like find someone else. Um, but then you gain these, these clients that are amazing and so yes. interested in what you do and so supportive of what you do. And then they go tell their friends. And then this mm -hmm. concept of like artistry in the photography world just grows because you have people who aren't photographers talking about it in an art kind of sense. And yeah. that's what we want, right? I mean, that's what yeah, I want. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so true because I have clients now, like new clients that come to me and when I'm talking to them and I'm very, like, as you said, I'm very specific and intentional. I will send them the links to my work and say like, this is my style and mm -hmm. it's not for everybody. And I understand that. And so if, if, if what you see here moves you, then let's keep talking. And if it doesn't, then I've got a bunch of people I can refer you out to. Um, but the thing that I've been noticing for myself lately, which I think is part of that. And I think part of it too, is, is having, you know, having confidence in what you do as an artist mm -hmm. and not feeling like you have to make excuses or apologize for that. Yep. Um, you know, when you are growing and changing and, and developing and, and just being confident, like, no, this is, this is who I am. This is how I interpret and express. This is my perspective. This is what moves me. And that's, I have to be true to that. And so to have clients now that come to me and when we're talking about our session, they'll say to me, I, I don't want anything like, I don't want any, I just want you to just be there, just capture us. And, and that's it. And so I did a session recently on a, on a beach and the mom was very clear. <laughs> she was like, I don't want any, like, we're just going to hang out together and I just want you to be there. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. perfect. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> sure. I will be there every day, all day, if that's what you want. Yeah. There's but no sentence that does... better. Yeah. There's no sentence better than I trust you. Like when the right. client says that it's like, ah, you know, it's just, yeah, that's the best. It's so true. So we have a couple, just a couple minutes left here. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, cause your client work is incredible, is, is beautiful. And we could spend a whole other podcast just talking about that. Um, but I think partly because for, for me, part of my kind of foray into photography was, was capturing my family. Um, just the way that you capture your children and, and yourself and all of that is just, it's just so beautiful and it's so emotive and so honest. Um, and I'd love to hear just a little bit about kind of 
how you incorporate that in your day-to-day life. Because I know that you, um, before the podcast here, you're talking like you've just moved, uh, you're homeschooling your kids. And so I'm always, you know, on this never ending quest for this idea, this false idea of balance. Um, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always interested in, we talked to other artists about how you kind of incorporate that into your day to day life and, and capturing your family and, and where that kind of fits in and all the rest of the puzzle pieces that have to fit together. You know, like you said, the false sense of this idea of balance, it doesn't exist. You know, I mean, I think right. something, we like to pretend. <laughs> yeah. something has to always give, you know, and some days it's photography. Some days I don't shoot. Some days I have too much to do and maybe I use an old photo and pretend it happened today. Um, I know scandalous, <laughs> right? right? What? Um, Who does that? I've never done that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't caption it that way. Right. But like, you know, yeah. I, mean, I took this today, but I didn't. Um, but no, I mean, my kids, you know, they're with me all the time. I don't, you know, unless my husband and I are on a date night, my kids are with me the entire day, all day, every day. I don't have, you know, the send them off to school and I get the whole day to edit or anything like that. So um, actually a few years ago, I was booking just like crazy amounts of um, clients and I was so burnt out by November. And, you know, I was really irritable and, you know, I was editing until two o'clock in the morning every single night. And my husband and I just finally sat down and we're like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> this, yeah. I, you can't be this busy, you know, especially around the holidays and um, still take care of the kids and still homeschool. And so I had to make the hard decision of scaling that back and starting to say no to people. And, you know, I get clients that would say like, oh, I really want you. And I'm like, sorry, I'm booked, which I still looked at my calendar and I'm like, oh, but I have five days open. Like I could still right. sneak them oh, in. No. Um, but at some point you have to say no. And I think that's where this concept of balance comes in is when you start to understand how to say no. And it's that letting go. Mm. Like you have to say like, oh, I had this idea that I was just going to get a million clients. I was going to make a million dollars. I was going to do this and I'm going to be the best in the whole wide world. And then you're like, wait a second, that means I'm burnt out and I'm cranky and my, I'm angry at my kids and, you know, my husband and I don't see each other anymore. I mean, like, none of that's okay. And so you have to decide what's going what's gonna to let go. And for me, it was client work. Like, I let go of a lot of clients. And again, I only take, you know, repeat clients typically um, now, unless they're senior clients, because that's becoming one of my, like, top genres. Um, but you just you scale back. So I scaled back and it's been a lot better as far as client work. I'm not editing, you know, every minute of every day. Um, and as far as photographing my kids, you know, my kids, I have three boys under eight years mm-hmm. old and they are Me wild. Too. <laughs> they are wild and they are crazy and they are amazing and they're wonderful and they're smart. Um, and there's always something to capture. Like they, there's never a boring moment in the day and I keep my camera either with me in my bag, you know, like in my car, in my bag, if we're out and about, or I keep it on the counter so that if something comes about, I just grab my camera mm-hmm. and snap it. And I genuinely do not care about composition. I don't think about it at all. Um, and I know that's scandalous too. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's what I've decided. Like, I'm just going to shoot what's in the moment genuinely, not not try to overanalyze it, not try to tell my kids, oh, turn a little bit. The light would be so much better if you just turned. Um, I just shoot whatever is happening. And sometimes it's a fail. Sometimes I walk away and I'm like, well, none of that worked. But 
you know, (laughs) that's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Um, And if I get one good shot of it out of it, then, then that's what I want. And um, obviously with my client work, I'm a little more intentional about composition and things like that. But um, my family gives me the freedom to do whatever, whatever I feel like, whenever I feel like it. So, um, and my kids, they've been born and raised into the photography world. So they're very mm-hmm. okay with the camera. They're not shy about it. You know, my youngest is a big ham for the camera and he's typically <laughs> the one with the glasses. If anyone looks at my work, but like, he's, he's a crazy one and he's, um, always up for a silly picture. And, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's just part of my life. You know, I don't think of it as something separate. I don't think of it as like, okay, today I'm going to be a photographer tomorrow. I'm going to be mom. The next day I'll be a wife. Right. The next day I'll be this. It's just, it's just part of my every day. Um, and that's what it is. So I guess that's how I balance it. It's just with me all the time. And if it, if the moment strikes me, then I do it. If it doesn't, then I don't force myself. I don't get mad at myself because I didn't get my 365 done. It's just, right. <laughs> I just get what I get. <laughs> it's true. Well, because I mean, life happens. And so, yeah you know, I, we've been, you know, just things happen and then it comes up and, but I think if you're intentional about, you know, just documenting your, your life and your, in your kids, when you're able to do so, then that's perfect because that is a true reflection of what's happening in your world. Um, and I love yeah, that. I, I love that. That aspect I don't that do contrived. Of, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can't with kids. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't with my kids. I mean, my boys, I've got three boys too. Um, my oldest is eight. And, you know, that's part of my shift into, do- you know, kind of documentary style is is really because of them. Because at this stage, at the ages they're at, eight and five and a half, you know, if I say to them, hey, can you turn a little bit to get into that pretty light? They're like, no. You get eye rolls, right? <laughs> and they run away. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm done, mom. Yeah. Can I have my candy now? <laughs> but it's not even, so I don't, you know, so people, I do sometimes get questions and people ask me, you know, how do you, how do you get these pictures of your boys? And I said, you know, I don't, I don't talk to them. Like when I'm, when I'm shooting them, if they are doing something and I think to myself, oh, I really want to remember this. I just grab my camera and I just, I just shoot. Because if I attempt to rearrange them in any capacity, A, it takes them out of the moment, which is not what I want. And then B, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to tend toward the cooperative, at least not two out of the three. Um, So for me, that kind of documentary aspect in even kind of melting back into my, into my client work, as I've started to do some day in the life sessions with with clients this past year, um, just feeds my soul in such a different way. um, Because it's just this authentic truly authentic fly on the wall type of scenario of my every day. Um, yep. And that's part of what I love. You know, I, I look at your, at your work with your boys and I feel such a connection there because it's so, <laughs> it's so reflective of how my day to day life <laughs> feels like. So I see your pictures of your three boys. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that, that seems like that's me. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's accurate. It's my life too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's messy just... and it's wild and it's chaotic and it's fun and it's, yeah. you know, it's all those things. And I think I don't, I can't compare it to girls. I don't have girls and I grew up with three brothers. So I, I only mm. know boys, um, <laughs> but you know, it's still pretty chaotic. 
<laughs> but I think, you know. I got a wild child and she keeps me on my toes, so. There you go. Everybody has one, right? Um, yeah. But I think you just capture what it is. And if you if you try to make it something it's not, your kids are going to look back at those photos because I do chat books. So um, mm. my kids see every Instagram picture, well, almost every Instagram picture. I kind of leave out the self-portraits because, you know, they don't really care about <laughs> most of those. Um <laughs> But, you know, they look through those and they're like, oh, I remember this. And they start making up some story that didn't actually exist, but they're trying to make up memories based on these pictures. (laughs) Um, But, you know, if if I don't do that, then how are they going to remember their childhood? You know, and I I didn't have a lot of pictures as a kid. You know, we moved a ton and um, we just didn't take a lot of pictures. And so I have a really hard time remembering a day to day life of my my childhood. And so Mm -hmm. I vowed that like my kids would remember it, even if they're making up their own stories to go along with these photos, right? (laughs) They're still like triggering some kind of memory that I can't do from my childhood. And I think that's so valuable to them. So absolutely. And they may hate some of those pictures when they're teenagers, but um, hopefully they just hopefully they just embrace them. (laughs) But we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, that's true. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy day today to um, to spend some time talking to us. Um, it was delightful to be able to actually have a conversation with you. Um, we are so super excited for the next issue of the Dear Photographer magazine, the black and white issue. Um, and just your perspective on letting go and just being true to yourself as an artist is, is really inspiring. So thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It was so fun to talk to you guys. I feel like I already know you. And then to be able to actually hear your voices is amazing. Oh, same here. <laughs> so, Janelle, where can people, where can our uh, listeners find you? So, on Instagram, it's uh, Instagram.com slash Janelle Payton, J-A-N-E-L-P-E-Y-T-O-N. Um, nowadays, everyone has a little girl named Peyton and has an A, but it's actually E. <laughs> Um, and then I have my uh, business page is Janelle Payton Photography um, on Instagram as well and then I'm on Facebook at uh, Janelle Payton Photography Um, so yeah you can just find me there my website is JanellePaytonPhotography.com or actually I think I own JanellePayton.com I think I do Um, I know fancy I told my husband when I bought it I'm like now I feel fancy <laughs> and then just really quickly, I know we talked about it at the beginning, but just to kind of reiterate, if people are still looking to get a copy of the next issue of Dear Photographer magazine, when are those on sale until? So they're on sale until they sell out. So, I mean, that could be tomorrow. So it could it. be a week from now. Yeah, do not. And I'm not kidding. As do soon not as people, wait. As soon as people start receiving them. So they ship out today um, to anyone who is in pre-sale, which is really exciting. Yay, um, they're coming. They're coming. They are. They'll be there soon. I promise. Um <laughs> But yeah, they ship out today. And then as soon as people start getting those and they post about them, we always get like a second or I guess this would be like the fourth wave of orders. Um, And they go fast, you know, and people want more copies for their moms or their dads or whatever. So it sounds like I think I can't remember how many 58 copies or something like that we have left. Um, It sounds like a lot, but it goes so fast. It can be gone in 24 hours. So um, so chances are, by the time this airs, they will all be sold out. But <laughs> Probably. Um, let's, let's hope not. You know, you can still order them. Um, but yeah, yeah go to uh, dearphotographermagazine.com and you can just go to the link for um, order the magazine. 
Awesome. And then just one last quick thing for our listeners. Um, as always, we love to hear from you. And so if you are listening to the podcast, um, make sure to snap a quick picture and post it to your Instagram and tag Hello Storyteller so we can see all you guys um, that are listening to our podcasts because um, we are growing and we're super excited about that. And we want to see your faces. We want to know who you are. Um, so once again, Janelle, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. We hope um, that you have a great rest of your day and your week. Um, and we will talk to all of you again really soon. So have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. Thanks, Janelle. Thank you. Bye. 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 Hey, storytellers. As a special thank you for your continuous support, we are now offering $5 off the Wild and Free preset collection by me, Megan Boggs. If you haven't checked them out yet, you can see before and after images on our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and use the discount code WILDFREE5 at checkout. Thanks so much for listening.